Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Triart. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week I am joined by a very good friend of mine, YouTuber and scientist, Stephanie Mann. Steph, welcome. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. I'm really glad to be um, a guest on your show, Ethan. So, so uh, listeners, as many of you, if not all of you know, there is a, a global pandemic, uh, COVID-19, that is ravaging the world, um, especially in places like Italy, Spain, and France. Um, so Steph is going to kind of walk us through what's the best uh, course of action to take care take care of your mental health during uh, these trying times right now. So Steph, um, what are some things that you do or are doing that are trying to help mitigate that? Yeah, um, I just want to preface things by saying that, yes, I'm a scientist, but I am not a medical professional by any capacity. Um, my background is in physics and engineering, so actually stuff about the human body, uh, I don't know a huge amount on. So this is just um, advice from a more personal experience and things that I've read. Um, but obviously, if you are struggling, then it's always, always best to talk to someone who is a professional. Um but yeah, I've been um, I've been working from home and self isolating now since for um, almost a week, uh, almost exactly a week, and uh, struggling in my own ways. I'm sure all of us are with not only dealing with um, the the loneliness and isolation that can come from from this sort of situation, but also the bigger picture, bigger anxiety you know is the world coming to an end how's our health service going to cope how are people in on the front lines coping um, and there's a lot of worry and anxiety that can add to the mental health aspects of stuff I'm sure you're you're dealing with all that as well Ethan absolutely um, and this is something that um, if anything is unifying everyone because we're we're all having a hard time in our own ways um, and nobody asked for this and nobody wants this. And, you know, um, you can see even just in the shops that everyone's kind of panicking and doesn't really know uh, what there is. Um, but um, from what I've read, there are lots of things that you can do to make sure that you're staying um, mentally and physically healthy. Um, and as you probably know, both those things are very closely linked. If you are looking after your physical health, a lot of the time your your mental health improves and, and vice versa as well. When you're mentally in a very healthy place, it's much easier to look after your physical health. Um, so things I've been doing, um, I managed on Friday to get a big vegetable box delivery. So I'm really glad that's still going on, even though a lot of shops are struggling um, I have still been getting my vegetables delivered and spent the weekend um, cooking lots of good wholesome food. So soups and curries, 
made with lots of vegetables and planned out my meals that way. Um, this, for me, uh, has really helped my mental health in just kind of planning the weeks ahead in terms of what I'm going to be eating, how I'm going to be looking after myself. Um, and then in terms of physical health, I would say personally, <laughs> I've not been doing as much as I should have. Um, I, I don't know what situation people are in, but if you can get out and go for walks and get outside um, even for a walk or a run on your own, that's probably one of the best things that you can do for yourself is just um, get some regular physical exercise. Um, I have a goal for this week to get out for a run three times this week because the past week I have not been doing that. <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, there's, there's loads of um, tips and, and tricks online to help as well. So I actually, before we got on this call, I actually brought some up. So um, the BBC actually put out sort of about a week ago um, an entire article on coronavirus, how to protect your mental health. Um, and a lot of these are about um, how we deal with um, all the anxiety and, and information overload that can come with some sort of, uh, with a global pandemic like this. Um, mm -hmm. And so if you're happy, then I'm going to sort of read some of the highlights from this article and then maybe we can link it in the show notes as well. Feel free. Great. Um, so one of the big things about, um, you know, sort of mental health during a pandemic like this is uh, the amount of kind of news about it um, and how much it's just taking over all of our social spaces. So all of the social media is just basically all about daily, hourly updates about about coronavirus and I know that in the UK we're kind of in this a really steep part of the curve right now where numbers are increasing uh, at, a, at a growing rate every single day and the numbers change all the time um, and one thing that is really important when protecting your own mental health is to um, take breaks from um, from social media and to really limit the news uh, that you read because the news can be extremely um, scary uh, it can be at, at best sensationalist and at worst fear-mongering um, and so it's absolutely so important to just um, really limit the news that you read one thing I've done is I used to have a Google Assistant that would wake me up in the morning and tell me what was in my calendar and the news and weather. Um, I've just turned off the news function. I want to have that not be the first thing that I hear in the morning. Um, I don't know about yourself, Ethan, whether you've had sort of done similar things in terms of the news. I've just tried to get as much uh, human interaction as I can uh, without yeah. the use without the use of a screen. Uh, luckily, I am uh, self. I am uh, at home with my family. We're technically not self quarantined yet because as of right now, 
um, the United States is not under a state of uh, emergency, uh, well, or a state of emergency, but not under a, a lockdown mm-hmm. per se. Um, but um, supposedly that will be going into effect very soon. So uh, I'm just glad that I have um, my family here and that way we can um, still have fun together despite um, the uh, extenuating circumstances. Yeah, that's that was the second thing I was going to say is how important it is to up your human interaction. So um, while I'm not physically seeing anyone at work and um, not physically visiting my family because they're at risk, um, one thing I am doing is making sure to FaceTime and Skype and call people far more than I used to. So um my, my boyfriend and I are in a somewhat long distance relationship, but we're now uh, voice chatting and sometimes face chatting um, almost every day now. Um, and I know that in our Discord that we're in, people are hopping into the voice chat much more often. Um, and I'm calling my family um, far more than I used to, because I think while I'm um, socially distancing myself from people and, and not seeing people as much, it's so, so important to talk and hear the sound of your own voice and know that there's other people going through what you're going through. And yes, you're worried and your your mum's worried and your family and friends are worried, but you can you can talk through some of your your worries and um and and hear that kind of encouragement from people who love and care about you. So um if you've been feeling lonely or isolated, just pick up the phone and call someone and do it as soon as you've listened to this podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Steph. Um, Sorry. Yeah, you go on. I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Another thing I was reading on the, um, the BBC article, and this is something that's, that doesn't really affect me, but I I know does affect um, a lot of people is um, with all the kind of um, what's the word with with all the sort of scientists and um, the sort of public recommendations of washing your hands to stop getting the virus I know that for a lot of people it triggers elements of um, repetitive behaviour um, people with maybe OCD tendencies or or anxiety related with that it can cause people to need to wash their hands for everything um and there's a really helpful kind of um advice in this article about how yes it's vitally important to wash your hands more than ever um to help prevent spread of disease to yourself and to others and if you're doing it for the wrong reasons it can be really really bad for your mental health um, and so some of the advice there is to um, make sure that the reasons you're washing your hands are for for physical reasons of oh I've filled up my car at the petrol station that's been touched by lots of people I'll wash my hands now before I, before I touch my phone or my food or whatever or washing your hands before every meal or washing your hands after being outside and touching things that's absolutely so important yes you should do that but if you're just washing your hands repeatedly because that will somehow reduce your anxiety then then maybe 
that's where you start really asking yourself, you know, is there a reason in this? Is this useful for me? Is this helpful? And if it's not, then at that point, maybe going and seeking help for it or um, trying to reduce that behaviour because actually um, you need to protect your mental health as well as keeping your hands clean and and, and keeping them safe. Um, so that was something that I hadn't even really thought of because it's not something I personally uh, struggle with, but I know that is something that a lot of people do struggle with. Yeah, me personally, I don't really um, know anyone who has uh, the tendencies, but um, not for not so much the hand washing, but um, uh, I'm going to throw my mom under the bus. Uh, she um, she always has a bottle of hand sanitizer with her anywhere she goes, even before all this happened. Mm-hmm. She has like gallon size like jug of hand sanitizer at home she has like little ones in her purse she has like a regular size one like in the car so that because my my mom ever since she had me she's been like really wary of um germs and stuff and she's Mm -hmm. like like more so than than most people are yeah and and actually you know while that can be like cause a lot of stress and anxiety on someone it can actually just like really hurt your hands like especially hand sanitizer that's like got high alcohol content it just completely dries out your skin hand washing regularly does it can cause really cracked dry skin and um it can just be quite upsetting to have like really sore hands as well so um if you are going to carry around lots of hand sanitizer also carry around lotion (laughs) to keep your hands um feeling nice as well um actually that's something um if you're going to throw your mum under the bus I'm going to throw my sister under the bus so um my sister is currently pregnant she got pregnant just at the beginning of January and she does suffer quite a lot from um uh yeah uh anxiety putting a lot of pressure on herself high expectations these sort of things and she's currently going through that cycle of I can't worry because worrying really bad for the baby and then stressing more because she's going to harm her baby by all this worry and um oh I can't go outside because um, I'm at risk she's got asthma and then but I need to go outside because I need to get some fresh air and stay healthy. And um, she's also in the in the epicentre in London. Um, so London's been hit pretty bad right now. And the area where it's hit worse is where she's living. So um, it can it can be one of these things that if you don't check it early, um, it can really, really spiral. Um, and if you've got, you know, the, the added concerns of, not only kind of looking after my own health but you know she's got her baby's health to think of um it can it can be yeah just set you off on on that spiral that can be really hard to to get out of um so if you if you are ever kind of feeling yourself getting worse and worse and um, reach out so um, i know that ethan you've said on every podcast that you are there to help um Always. and likewise yeah and likewise with me you know um we're in this together it's it's a global pandemic and everyone is worried and anxious and um 
a problem shared is a problem halved, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so then that takes us, yeah, back onto that um, that connectedness, you know, while we're being encouraged to um, socially distance and not, not touch and not um, hug people that you would normally... Um, I still think that that connectedness is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I say, you know, calling people that you wouldn't normally, um, and if you are living with people, it's okay to to hug and touch them. You know, you're in the same living quarters. You know, that human contact is so important for staying healthy and and happy uh, through this really difficult time. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that um, there are some people that are really close to me that primarily are very physically affectionate people. Mm-hmm. And I know that it can be very hard, considering we're not supposed to uh, touch other people or at least people that we're not around a lot. And that's like how you show people that you love them that that can be a very a very difficult thing mm-hmm. like um, i mean in my case i'm a somewhat a phys- physically affectionate person i prefer like um quality like spending quality time with people that's the way i personally give and receive love but i do like being able to to hug people it's just it's just who i am and that's that's been something that's been very difficult for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm exactly the same. Um, I, again, yeah, probably in for talking about love languages, it's um, second or third on my list is physical affection, but it's definitely something that I appreciate and miss if I don't have. Um, and yeah, you know, living on my own and um, reducing the social things that I'm doing, uh, it's making me realize how much I crave just that physical touch you know a hug um or or a handshake or whatever it's it's something that um I'm probably not gonna have for quite a long time and I'm going to miss you know it's, it's gonna be really hard I do have a cat that I can pet, pet a lot though <laughs> um I realized earlier today that I offered her a cup of tea when I was making one <laughs> And I was like, oh, she's not going to want a cup of tea. No. <laughs> it's just habit. I'm making a cup of tea. I just have to offer it to someone. I've, I've not offered someone a cup of tea for over a week now. What am I going right. to do? <laughs> yeah. um, do you have any tips in terms of what you're doing um, to stay mentally healthy uh, during this time? Um. Nothing you haven't already said, like I've been getting uh, regular physical exercise and then taking uh, my dog on walks almost every day because A, he's still a puppy, so he like mm. needs to get out and walk. He's he's a nine-month-old French bulldog. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of him and he's just you, so you have. cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he needs a lot of exercise because he's just a little ball of energy. No, he's the best though. <laughs> yeah, I, I want a dog. <laughs> I probably shouldn't 
get one just now. <laughs> Not yet, but hopefully one day soon you will be able yeah. to have a dog. Yeah. And the pets are super important if you don't have any humans to be in contact with. Mm-hmm. Because I know for a lot of people, pets are like another human living in the house. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I think if I didn't, so I, I live on my own, um, but if I didn't have my cat, I would be going absolutely stir crazy right now. <laughs> um, but it's just, you know. A living being to sort of um, pet and get cuddles from and talk to. And um, while she hates everything and hates the world, she is pretty carefree right now and has zero troubles in her life, which is is quite refreshing because any human contacts I'm I'm talking to, (laughs) everyone's worried and troubled and thinking about where they go, their next paycheck's going to come from and, you know, have 101 anxieties, whereas my cat is just sleeping belly up, doesn't really care. <laughs> so that's quite nice. Yeah, that is quite nice. Um, actually, I've been trying to be in contact with uh, people I don't normally get in contact with. Um, like I'm, I'm normally in close contact with like my close friends and my um, immediate and extended family, but I'm just reaching out to people who are more like acquaintances and like really extended family, like um, like cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff like that. And um, like I've been talking to uh, to my aunt. Uh, she's um, She's due in about three weeks for her baby. So supposedly at the hospital that she's um, she's been going to, um, they keep the birth unit separate from everything else. So hopefully she'll still get to have the baby in the hospital. But um, she's been, as far as I know, still keeping home birth on the table. Wow. Yeah, I, I can't imagine... Um, what she must be going through right now thinking about um, childbirth and everything in this in this difficult time so I'm really glad you reached out to her actually um, that's something I've, I've not been doing so much but um, I think it's actually something with, if you've got the mental space to kind of reach out to people who you think might be really struggling for whatever reason maybe they don't have um, close friends or family um, maybe they've got the type of job that would be very much um, at risk right now or or maybe they're just someone who you know is a bit of a loner and might be struggling um, please if you've got the the mental space to do so I would I would reach out and even just a, a text message saying how are things so do you want to talk you know I think that would be really appreciated and it's the little acts of kindness that really go a long way and I've got a little story about that actually is um it was on Thursday or Friday this week um I realized I would need to go out to the shops to get some essentials um and this was at peak everyone going away and buying toilet paper crisis 
for whatever reason I don't know um <laughs> I, I don't get it either I don't get it and I was just like luckily I didn't need to buy toilet paper but I did need to buy everything else so bread milk eggs um some frozen goods and some tin goods um and I'd been putting it off and putting it off because I wanted to wait until things had settled a little bit but I had no food left in the house and so I needed to go out and all I did was a few hours before I went out to the shops I wrote a little message and said oh uh, to my I live in a, a block of flats and so and to the to the neighbour across the hall from me and um, I know that she lives on her own as well so I, I sent a little posted a little handwritten note saying you know hi just I'm going to the shops around uh, 6pm today if you need anything um just write it on the back of this note and post it through my door. This is Steph at 3-1, da-da-da. Um, and she wrote a little note saying, oh, hi, this is really sweet of you. Um, I actually okay for shopping. And I did actually buy an extra um, hand wash. Um, so I've put that at, at your doorstep if you need it kind of thing. And it was just, I don't know, I've never really spoken to my neighbour all that much, but that little interaction there, that little act of kindness um, that I showed to her and then that um, act of kindness that she showed back was just um, really like it really touched me how much she was kind of looking out for me and um, she now knows I'm looking out for her and um, I you know I think that sort of thing is really important if you've got you know neighbours you think might be vulnerable or whatever um, a little handwritten note would go really far if you've again if you've got the the capacity to kind of help out you know by by a couple of extra um uh hand washes or whatever to, to leave on their doorstep um then that's something that you know if you can and helping other people also helps your mental health as well um by, by doing acts of kindness you know mm-hmm. if nothing else i think the best thing to come out of this whole situation is that we as humanity can really at least begin to understand each other. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're all going through this together. Diseases don't discriminate. Mm-hmm. So if, if we don't learn anything beyond like how public health practices need to be updated or um, what people should just do on a regular basis to prevent the spread of diseases like this, I know that, like cold and flu season is definitely a thing, at least here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just practicing like regular public, like regular public health practices, like washing your hands for twenty seconds. I know before this, I was guilty of not washing my hands for twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. At probably ten at the absolute maximum. Um, but now I'm just taking that very, very seriously because I don't want to get anyone in my house or anybody else outside of my house infected. Mm-hmm. Um. But even beyond those things, uh, we as humans can come together and begin to understand each other's struggles beyond what we're going through now. Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, this is very unifying in a kind of slightly morbid way. Uh, like you say, you know, the virus doesn't discriminate. Um, it's affecting everything from... Um, you know the richest celebrity down to the poorest pauper and it's probably affecting everyone slightly differently but it's something that is um has made us all kind of realize that 
realize what's important what's important to society what's important to um us as people um and if you can focus on what is important i.e um protecting your loved ones and um keeping each other safe and looking out for people who are affected more than you if you can focus on what's important you know thanking people on the front lines um everyone from people who work in in hospitals and emergency services to the cashier who bags your goods um in the supermarket you know and and giving people kind of um the thanks and and praise that they deserve um i think is so important so stay positive um that we are all in this together um that humanity is really resilient as well um we've you know been through a lot a lot worse even in terms of um plagues and viruses um this is affecting more people than it has than a virus has for a long time but we are resilient um and um you're worth kind of looking after uh so stay physically healthy but please also stay mentally healthy yeah. All right, Steph, we are um, approaching wrap time. Do you have any closing encouraging words for the uh, the listeners who are tuning in right now? Oh, trying to think. Uh, one thing that's been giving me a lot of joy, and I know it's not for everyone, is um, uh memes and funny funnies so uh i've been spiraling down the tiktok rabbit hole oh, <laughs> but, um, one thing short form video is very good at is reducing big complex um multi-layered issues into a 15 seconds or less joke um mm-hmm. and if if that's something that you need is just light silly doesn't matter humor uh yeah go find those go find people laughing um uh that's that's been my solace so far i'll tell you if it's good for me in a week or so (laughs) um, oh then i have some stuff to send to you after we're off of this (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yes please do um yeah and stay stay hydrated as well uh, for my hydro homies out there, make sure that you're drinking plenty of water. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Steph, is there anything you would like uh, to plug? Uh, sure. Um, yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Ethan. Uh, thanks. Um, I So I have a small YouTube channel myself. It's called Science with Steph, and I uh, analyse... Um, Disney and Harry Potter content but in a scientific way so if you ever wanted to know more about um, basilisk vision for example than you ever thought was possible then go find my channel on YouTube Um, I'm also uh, fairly active on Twitter and that's at Sci with Steph so S-C-I with Steph Um, and yeah come say hi Um, that's me all right. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in this week to True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find 
uh, me on Instagram at ethan.d.hewlin. You can find me on Twitter at etphonehome. Those are zeros and the e's are threes. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram at True Stories Pod. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin and Stephanie Mann signing off. <laughs>